Hello, everyone. This is Dovi Shapiro, and today I will be interviewing Rabbi Aryeh Weinstein, Shliach to Bucks County, Pennsylvania, on the topic of taking your JLI to the next level. I want to begin by saying thank you, Avi, for taking time out of your busy schedule to help Shluchim have more Asbacha in their Shluchas. We really appreciate your time. You're most welcome. And I was also it's not the first time, so I appreciate it even more. Uh, before we begin, I would like to thank our sponsors. I would like to thank Sponsman Jewelers, Just Mechanic Group, Gift Cards, and Ohana Pay. Please support our sponsors so they can keep this podcast going for all the shlokim. So getting right to it, uh, by this last JLI class, Avi, you had 170 students um, participate in your, um, over 170 actually, at your, in your JLI course. And I think that's just, it's an amazing it's an amazing achievement for any shliach. It doesn't matter what size community, how many Jews. And this doesn't just happen overnight. This is, I'm sure, by a lot of hard work. And I would love to hear what um, ingredients, what, what would you recommend to shlokim that uh, they can do in their JLI classes to help it grow to that level? And really share what, what do you do? So, you know, at the outset, I, I, I want to say that we're we're in a, a suburb of Philadelphia, so we have a, a larger Jewish population than some other places. I think it's always important to put that into uh, into perspective. But um, I'm I'm teaching the JLI for 16 years uh, since its uh, its first year, so that of course is a tremendous help in building up a a, a base of students, which has been very helpful. Um, although we've never had uh, an attendance nearly this size. The most we've had in the past is 101 class. And for a single course, which I taught twice, was 101 class and then 30 in, in the other. Um, so this was definitely a big uh, big breakthrough. Um, it's important that you take a course that's a subject of high interest that you're pushing. So we, I, generally, I generally put far more um, focus on the one or two courses a year that are much more appealing to people, especially when it's a personal subject. So this past course, The Journey of the Soul, which was about the death and the journey of the soul, is, is a subject that, which is very intriguing to people. So that was very helpful. Um, I, I used the marketing for results that JLI offered, and it was exceptional for this course. Um, in particular, they had a fantastic mailer with a sock, which was very helpful. So the, all of these are different elements that helped. I wouldn't say any one uh, single thing did it. Um, we offered a freebie. This was very helpful, and that is that for this particular cor- course, we let anyone bring a new friend completely for free. Um, so that was that was helpful. We got a bunch of people that way, and there's a reason why I have no concern doing that, which I'll exp- I can explain later. And I think the most important thing, actually, is our mindset. Um, so even even having 170 people, I still know very clearly that I haven't touched the tip of the iceberg of the Jewish population in our area. And so we should, uh, theoretically, we should be bringing in a, many, many more people. And I always, I truly ask myself this: you know, if if I'm doing such a good job, why aren't so many more people coming, and that's 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 a real serious question. And I know that we can give ten answers to that question, but I would put those ten answers into the excuse pile as ten excuses. Um, we can get more people, 
And so I think that mindset itself, that when we enter into that mindset where we know we can get more people, we start to function a little bit differently. Um, and so I actually told a bunch of shluchim by the uh, JLI conference in the summer that my goal is to get 200 people by the upcoming course. And they all, of course, looked at me like I'm crazy and said, well, whatever, overly ambitious. But I think part of the fact that I put, I, I verbalized it, I put it out there, I was really putting my mind to it to get that, it increased us. And I did not meet my goal. So I'm going to have to meet that goal, uh, hopefully, in, the, in a future course. No, it's amazing to hear because it, it is really true that uh, in every aspect of our Chabad houses, if you dream it, if that's a goal of yours, then you can attain it. And if not, um, there's, no, there's no possibility to get there. Just uh, a practical question. Do you think the fact that, there is, that you um, are a shliach working in a larger Chabad house where there are many other activities and many other people involved in all the other programs, that's feeding into your JLI, or is it it's a thing for itself that you've developed simply by, um, like everyone else, just marketing and, and uh, giving great courses and, and all? There's no question that everything contributes. So part of what contributes is because I'm part of a larger Mesid and the other different segments in the Mesid which are feeding in. Um, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that that is a dominating uh, detail that's you know, as to why it's being successful, but I think it's a whole bunch of details together that feed in. It's also the fact that um, because we're a bunch of shluchim working together, I, I'm not fo- I'm not focusing on eight areas of the meisid. I'm only focusing on about three areas of the meisid, and so that, that's also very helpful. But again, um, I think it really has to do with what we feel. Uh, we're going to focus on, and what we feel is truly achievable. And when we, and we, we're, when we're in that mindset, um, things begin to grow. Like, uh, you know, uh, there's uh, uh, the Balabas always tells me, you know, whatever you put your mind to is what grows. So, and 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 that's definitely very true. So I don't think we. Got, I got a. Tr- I'm get, I get a tremendous amount of new people from the other. But I get support, like people hear about things because they're part of a different, they, they, they come to different parts of the mic. Um, you know, I, 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 I think uh, the reason, the reason I'm, I think it's an important question because I think some Slokim just write things off and say, oh, that's Leach, this is why their JLI is successful. And, you know, they're a big community. They have a lot of people. They have this. And I, I think what I'm hearing from you is that it's not just about that, even though that's all there and it supports it, but it's really about having those goals, hard work, and, you know, putting effort into teaching the classes and marketing. And actually, I want to talk about those two things. Um, number one, do you think people are, are do, you, do you have a high return rate? Um, and is that in connection with the fact that you are putting a lot of effort into giving, delivering a great, a, great cla- a great class? We have a very good return rate. It's, there are some people who come to every single course. Uh, we have some people who come to certain types of courses, and that would be, I would say, the larger part of our return rate. Um, and then we have people who come back sporadically. But our return rate is pretty good. And uh, another Balabas once told me in the Harvard Business uh, Journal that, you know, he, he told me, he says that you should judge your success not by how many new students you get, but how many people are returning. Because if people are not returning, then there's something that's uh, – wrong with what you're offering, at least the quality of it. Um, so we have a pretty good return rate. 
but uh, there is a drop-off rate at some point um, because I think that, you know, there's a certain style to the JLI courses, and a lot of students after a few years, I think, begin to become bored of the style. I don't know if it's bored or they feel that they graduate from it, whatever it is. So there needs to constantly be a, a new feed-in. And old students, most old students will always pop back in every once in a while. And so I always try and create as broad a base as possible. I always want to broaden the base of students that we have. So do you, do you teach other classes that are geared for those people that feel like they sort of graduated JLI and that focuses on them? Yes, we have some, I, I have some other ongoing classes which are a little bit more, you can say, advanced, like a Gamara class. I have a woman's Tanya class that's ongoing. But none of them are nearly as successful as the JLI. I think the JLI courses have something unique that they offer. And they are a, a very unique program that creates a bridge between us and between the, the chutzah that, we, that often we have a much harder time reaching. Um, so I put my greatest emphasis in the JLI in the JLI courses. Going to the marketing, I I, I find that marketing is a, is a fascinating subject, and and the fact that you decided to invest in the marketing for results with JLI, and you actually saw a return in in this uh, this past course, I think that's all, that's something really interesting to to hear about. Because I think we get to the point where we're like, okay, we're sending out the mailers, we're sending it out. Brochures are going out to the same people, and we're kind of around the same numbers. And the fact that you did this and you saw uh, a peak, I would love to know what are some of those. Just touch upon some of those things. Obviously, if somebody wants to do it, they would have to contact JLI and actually put the effort into it. But what are some examples of how it could make a difference? Here's here's what I've learned about marketing. I don't. These are not absolute truths, but these, this is my perspective. I think that we, I, I, we definitely changed the way we market over the years. Um, I would say off the bat, don't trust brochures or emails. Uh, they're, they're far more impressive to us than they are to the people getting them. So brochures mean very little to me other than leaving an, a, a good impression on the community of how professional we look. But getting people in, it does very little to get people in. Many people don't even see it. Um, and in fact, we stopped investing money uh, we invest much less money in brochures. Um, emails, I think we send out way too many emails and we lose the, the, um, you know, the attention of the audience uh, that we're trying to reach. What I did learn from this JLI, um, one thing I've always known is that, uh, because all marketers say this is, you have to reach a person at least six times in order to get their attention. And so this is something that's very true. And, but six emails don't usually do it because some, the people often delete them before they even look at them. What I learned from this past the, the, the fall JLI course is we sent out this sock mailer with a fantastic story and a sock in the envelope, and it was sent in yellow envelopes, which are odd, and it had a message on the outside, which was a little bit eye-catching. So it was a whole bunch of things about this mailer that caught the attention of the people. And then we sent out a follow-up email, did you get my sock? So anyone that didn't open it up wanted to know what I was talking about, and they felt like they missed something if they already threw it out, which happened to uh, – a, a, a good number of people. The point was that it, in, it engaged the people. So what I realized is that the marketing that, we have, that, we, that we're doing must engage the person. If it's not engaging the person, it's just a piece of information that doesn't in any way draw them in, then we're not catching their attention. 
And so I've learned from this even beyond, you know, the JLI that when I'm doing things now, I just sent out an email last night about an upcoming show Malava Malka we're having. And in the subject line, I put their, I, I was able to merge their name using a uh, program, uh, a Google program, which I, which I learned about from JLI. And it was like, uh, Stan, are you part of the family? And that question, I'm sure, engaged many people. And in fact, it's less than 24 hours, and we already have over 70% of the people opened up the email, which is a huge um, open rate. If you, you know, for anyone that's familiar with, with open rates in sticks in emails. Um, so, so it's about engaging them, and then you know it, the email basically was asking them, "Do you consider yourself to be a family member?" Which no one will want to say that they're not, and um, you know attending this event. That so I, I try in every way possible to engage the people because once they're engaged, they become a part of the conversation, and and then have a greater chance of them participating in whatever it is that we're marketing. Okay. Um, based off of what you just said, a question that I have is, do you feel that if you continue doing this, right, if you're touching people six times, eventually, how many, like, and there's, there's three courses in the year, so between the mailers and the, um, the emails and the, all the other ways that we're connecting to people, and, and if you want to say, it, it, does it turn into being a gimmick where they're going to get bored of it is it how do how do you how does that not become again nudging them too many times i think as long as we're always true to what we're marketing then and we're not we're not we're we don't see ourselves as a gimmick then it's not going to be perceived as a gimmick what i mean by that is that when we sent out the sock mailer by way of example we were offering something that people were really interested in and we were doing them a favor by uh, investing in a highly engaging mailer so that they don't miss this opportunity. I think if we truly believe that, people don't see it as a gimmick because we're authentic about what we're doing. We're, we're, we really want you to know about this because it's something you don't want to miss. And a lot of people didn't want to miss it. That's why a lot of people showed up. Um, we did, on the other hand, just send out another mailer for this course that this marketing results uh, put out, which was a postcard and with a certain engagement. But it was far less engaging, and I had far less uh, response. Um, but again, it was it was authentic to what we're doing, and so I think as long as we're being true to what we're marketing, then it's a, then it's a, you know people will see it that way. When we become gimmicky by using gimmicks which are not really a true reflection of what it is that we're marketing, I think that's a big problem. So I wouldn't send something out if I knew that it wasn't an authentic expression of what I'm offering them. But as long as it is, I have no problem doing it. Thank you, Arye, for your time and uh, sharing your experiences and unique approach to taking our JLI to the next level. We really appreciate your time. Thank you, Adobe, and thank you for offering this podcast to Shluchim. It's a tremendous help, and I've listened to many of your podcasts, which have been very helpful to me. This is Dovi Shapiro. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you have any ideas of Shluchim to interview for next week's podcast, please let me know. Share with me the shliach, what they have success in, and it makes us become the next podcast. Secondly, I would like to say, check out our website, shluchimpodcast.com, to find all previous podcasts organized according to topic, so you can have more on on your shluchah. Make it a great week.